Hi, I'm Clifford Roboto, and I'm the founder of Asking Point, and you're listening to the App Guy Podcast. The App Guy Podcast, straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy, sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. And now, Paul, the App Guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I am your host, it's Paul Kemp, and I'm thrilled today because I've got an entrepreneur who has helped me. Let me just tell you very briefly a story here. So uh, episode 145, I had a guest on, a guest uh, uh, who taught me about this awesome service called Viral Tag. Uh, her name was Gina Luca, and she is using it to get 1 million, listen, 1 million uh, views to her website uh, every month. And uh, she taught me through the process of viral tag. I signed up uh, shortly afterwards. And uh, since signing up, I've managed to get uh, an audience of 40,000 per month uh, viewers on Pinterest uh, by using viral tags. I'm a very big fan. And I was in the dashboard. If you want to go and check it out, just literally search for viral tag i was in the dashboard and managed to get uh, an interview with the founder of viral tag his name is uh, sudhir somishawa he's based in new york and uh, he has a distributed team around the world and they're producing this awesome platform called viral tag and it's going to be really interesting because it can help us as app developers so uh, first of all it's a warm welcome to you sudhir to the app guide podcast yeah thanks paul i'm very excited to be here well, I have to ask you, I mean, first of all, uh, have you done any uh, startups before? Is this the first, um, you know, as you as an entrepreneur, is this your first startup? Uh, this is actually my first startup. So I started Viral Tag over uh, a year ago, a uh, little more than a year ago, actually. So while I was uh, working at Amazon, I was working on uh, like image, I mean, rich media ads and stuff. So around the same time, I've seen like a huge trend in uh, the industry, like moving more towards like visual based uh, visual-based social networks like Pinterest coming up and Twitter and Facebook focusing a lot on images. So Viral Tag actually started as a side project for me for like almost like six, seven months before we actually made it like public and then we started like, uh, we started, yeah, actually making it more commercial basically. I have to say, first of all, for your first startup, you've actually got an awesome idea. And what I love about that story is that you took six to seven months to get it a little, you know, right. You worked on it behind the scenes, and then you decided to do the launch. Did you bootstrap this whole thing from your own funding? Did you manage to get investors into the company? Oh no! It, right now, it's currently totally uh, bootstrapped. So. I've just used like some of my savings to uh, build, a, build, build like the initial prototype of the company, I mean the product. So since I've been an engineer myself, so it wasn't that hard to uh, bootstrap like an internet company uh, to start with. I guess you're doing a lot of the work yourself as well. All your team is, um, is, is doing a lot of the work. So you don't have these big expenses to, to pay for the project outside, uh, outsource. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Well, I also like, I just want to take a minute to remind the listeners that when we use these things, like for me, uh, I just imagined like this very large uh, backdrop of a, a very big company that is extremely well funded. And, and yet it's, it's almost like your vision that's bought this and your hard work. And I'm sure a lot of sleepless nights bringing this uh, great platform. Yeah. Well, what's, what's the journey been like over the, the time that since you've been launching a viral tag? It's been really great. I mean, as I mentioned, uh, for the first six months, we just focused on figuring out like what actually works and what doesn't for the users. So we had like a free release with a limited set of users. We 
I mean, our goal was just one thing to add a lot of value to the users rather than just creating a fancy, nice product. So that actually helped us a lot as we uh, grew like entirely through word of mouth. Until now, we haven't spent even a single dollar on marketing. So that's that's probably one place where we are saving a lot. I mean, we don't really need millions of dollars in funding to actually grow the product. But uh, I mean, our focus uh, was just to make something which users love and I mean, provide value to the users. So that I think has helped us a lot. And uh, that I mean, just through word of mouth, we have close to like twenty thousand uh, users on board. So that's that's been that's been a great journey. I mean, it's it's pretty hard, but it's been very exciting to me so far. Yes, and I have to say, was well, first of all, congratulations on growing such a. It's a really good idea, and you know, in the end of the day, the the connection here with my audience who are primarily interested in the app world is that we can use viral tag to take screenshots or to take interesting things that are happening with our apps, and then we can create. Uh, visuals. I love the resource Canva at the moment, canva.com. I, I use that to create, uh, for example, uh, quotes from this show. And then I use viral tag to post onto group boards on Pinterest. And it's those group boards that give me immediate access to a very large audience. And that is what's giving me uh, now the last count 43,000 uh, viewers per month to my posts. So you're helping me enormously. And I'm sure like you must have some really big success stories as well uh, from other users. Are you able to talk about any other users that have, you know, literally been able to attract a lot of traffic because of what you're offering? Sure. Yeah, definitely. So we have, uh, so we have like wide variety of users, uh, as you mentioned, like it's not just uh, brands with a lot of visual content. Like, I mean, we have, we definitely have like close to 60, 70% of the brands, which with a lot of visual content. Some somebody like uh, like a publisher, or a fashion blogger, or a food blogger, or even an Etsy seller. So these are uh, some of the businesses with tons of visual content they create on a regular daily basis. They use viral tag a lot just to uh, use viral tag as a distribution or marketing platform for all of their images right now. On on the other hand, we also have a lot of users like uh, even NGOs, government organizations, hospitals. Like uh, even using, I mean, even brands which we usually think are not very visual by nature, they're they're also making like a good use of viral tag. I would say even your example has been quite, exa- I mean, quite interesting because by, uh, I mean, you pro- you uh, generate a lot of video and, uh, podcast content, but it's not like very highly visual. But no, then- it's, it's nothing to do with visual. I'm exactly. anti-visual. In fact, I don't want to do videos. <laughs> it's, it's, there's too much hard work, but you're right. I'm the most unvisual uh, brand. That, you know, exactly. From- That's what everybody would think uh, about themselves. But then you, you're a great example in terms of how you manage to create like really good visual content based on your daily podcast. I mean, I've seen uh, a lot of your tweets where you have just a simple quote of, what somebody told in your podcast and then have it, I mean, have a really nice template. Probably, I mean, as you mentioned, you use Canva to create like a standard template and then share it on Pinterest, Twitter, Facebook, and other, uh, even LinkedIn, right? Yes. So all these platforms to, uh, I mean, actually have like a really nice, uh, I mean, really nice visual content, basically. 
Yeah, Sudhir, that's putting pressure on you now because if you're seeing these uh, Pinterest po- posts, you know that I'm looking for a very inspirational quote from you <laughs> to pull out of this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so, uh, because I'm, I'm uh, the reason I do that is because I'm uh, part of a membership of uh, inspirational boards. Uh, they, they're called the inspirational quotes, and uh, okay. mm-hmm. uh, and they have like uh, you know forty thousand plus followers, and they basically then give me the exposure to this uh, bigger audience. And and it's and the, have you seen the engagement on Pinterest? I mean, I'm particularly focused on Pinterest because that's like that's your I feel like your unique selling point. But P- Pinterest has what do you think about the engagement of Pinterest versus Twitter? Uh, I think, uh, I mean, Pinterest, has, I mean, the engagement on Pinterest has been uh, really great. I mean, especially because uh, it's, it's very visual and then a lot of users uh, on Pinterest try to browse and then find inspiration or like get inspiration or even uh, lifestyle boards are like very popular on Pinterest. Like if you're a health, I mean, health or fitness expert or even a food blogger or post inspirational content, that's that's been a really great place for posting such content on Pinterest. Twitter, on the other hand, is like much more focused towards like providing good information, tips in in your in your industry or something. So, I mean, Twitter is also following the same Pinterest trend uh, now that with Twitter cards and also native Twitter images. Twitter has also been uh, like a good source of engagement for like most of the users that we have on Viral Tag. Yeah, I noticed from my own experience, and this is obviously personal to me, it might not be applicable to others, but I've had guests on the show who have had very large follower accounts on Twitter. And yet, you know, when they go to promote the show, is uh, I'm actually using the analytics uh, tool provided by Twitter, which is actually takes uh, for a bit of a shocking read initially, because you, you look at the like so, I have uh, I've just almost reached half a million mention reach uh, for the first time this this month as we're recording this, okay. uh, and uh, which I thought was really good. But then you look at some of the uh, posts on the analytics, and they give you the uh, number of pe- eyeballs that have actually then browsed over that tweet, and it, it, it's almost like a third of probably what you would expect. Oh wow, uh, that's um, yeah, that's something that I didn't know actually. It, well, yeah. So I just I found that maybe you know Twitter there's this disconnect between uh, the follow account and then actually what's going on behind the scenes with uh, people actually reading it because there's just so much stuff on it and uh, exactly yeah everybody is on Twitter and then there's just too much uh, too many tweets around there. Yeah, I mean, well, that's... you can't complain about that because uh, exactly. that's obviously uh, you're helping contribute the, to the, um, the the desire to get content on those platforms. Exactly. I mean, that's that's also one thing that I uh, tell like most of my users is like right now, not everybody is using tweets with images. If you could actually come up with like a really nice tweet with uh, like I mean, good image uh, attached to it, that's that's really a good uh, way to like get a lot of eyeballs on it as compared to just a text tweet that gets buried under like a lot of other tweets basically. So also the other interesting question and uh, you know as app developers listening to this that we have this uh, challenge which is uh, how, how to stop abuse of the system and how do you prevent uh, abusive clients who are probably spamming way too much or overloading your servers you know just literally uh, and also I guess do you have some kind of policy on uh, the types of content that are being used to, to post? Uh, yeah, sure. So uh, we track everything that happens in the system. So we have uh, so every user that uploads content, we keep a track of like how many uploads they do every every day or every hour. So if we see more than a certain number of uploads, then we automatically 
block all their content uh, to be uploaded in future, and then we send a message back uh, to the user saying they're uploading too much, and we, I mean, we go manually verify like what they're uploading and stuff. I mean, one other good thing that we have with the platform is we use Facebook, Pinterest, and Twitter APIs to upload to their platforms. So even Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest have their own uh, own filtering system mechanisms, which block users from abusing the systems too. Yes, yeah, that, that's obviously very important as well uh, to just protect, um, you know, like uh, the abuse of uh, any platform. And uh, uh, well, I mean, I'm just really intrigued by, yeah, and also I know it's very good value as well because uh, you have. Uh, like a nineteen dollars per month rate at the moment, I believe, which uh, is like a, is that a special? Yeah, that's right. So our current price plan is uh, twenty nine dollars per month, but then we have like a promotion going on right now with, which gives you like a ten dollar off on monthly charges. Right. Okay. Well, uh, this is a reward to listening to the show. If you're listening to this, then um, I'll make sure I put some links to that promo code uh, that uh, Sudhir has just mentioned. Uh, now, there's two things we like to do on this show, Sudhir. One is sure. um, we love to try and think of ideas for new businesses, ideas for perhaps uh, apps, but also that can be broad given that we're talking about a platform. Uh, I, I can ask you outright, have you had any other ideas uh, for any other businesses or any other potential uh, bits of software? Uh, if you have, great. If not, then we, I've got another way of perhaps fleshing out an idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I've I've thought of like a lot of ideas in the past, but then uh, there's I mean yeah I haven't really had time to even think like deep into like any of that because I'm like hundred percent focused on uh, viral tag right now. Yeah, well let's talk so, yeah. about let's talk about expanding viral tag then because I know that there's uh, uh, like for example uh, I would love a, a system that auto posted to Google Plus for example or in mm-hmm. communities within Google Plus. Are there is there any uh, sort of ideas to expand? Uh, the social media platforms that you're able to post on? Uh, sure, yeah. So one thing that we are thinking of right now is to start support for like Facebook groups, Google+, and then Google communities. And also even uh, other uh, other other things like even Pinterest group boards. I mean, group boards is something that we already support. But I mean, it would be great if we can actually uh, suggest users like a set of group boards where they could get like maximum uh, engagement or maximum impressions. So things, I mean, uh, features like that is something that we are looking to expand to. Yes, I think that would be great. You know, one of the um, the tools I use is Iconosquare to measure the impact of um, Instagram. And I like the feature where it gives you the most impact from uh, hashtags, the particular hashtags that you're using. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I like about the uh, Pinterest uh, analytics board is that it gives you uh, the group boards that have been most impactful but that is only for the group boards that I'm part of. I would love to know like a, a, an overall industry-wide uh, view of wh- where all the activity is. And uh, it, that, I think that would be an awesome feature to have like where the popular group boards are in your uh, particular category. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so <laughs> it's not that you're not busy, but uh, 
Uh, and also, while we're at um, you know requests for the platform, how about this? Uh, the ability to then, you know, when you uh, have the uh, ability, and we're probably getting a little bit specific, if you're listening to this and you haven't tried Viral Tag, just try it and come back to this part of the uh, episode because we're going to go into the specifics of how to use it. So I upload an image, then I have, I'm presented with the uh, drop down menu where I could uh, post uh, the uh, image to uh, a lot of different group boards, but there's no way of. Uh, at this stage, uh, dictating which of the group boards uh, are automatically scheduled first. It would just go through the list uh, from A to Z of group boards. And uh, and then I believe that I can set um, a number of minutes between posts, and I usually set two or three days. Is, are there any plans to, um, you know, make it, make it so that you can actually choose which boards to uh, post to in, in order? Okay, you're looking for like a specific order within within the broads, right? Not just the alphabetical order, right? Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's something that we haven't thought of before. But then uh, what most of our users do in that case is uh, we have like another uh, pro screen, like where uh, it's specifically meant for like pro users with like specific requirements. So we have a feature called a clone. So you take an image, you keep uh, doing a clone of images. So you have like 30, 40 instances of the same image. And then you can set the board for each of the image, basically. And then it'll all go in the same order as you set the boards in. Oh, right. Okay. So I'm not sure if I know about this feature. There's the ability to clone an image. Exactly. So in, in your case, if you want uh, a group board uh, to to be uploaded first and then another board, then you clone the image and then select the group group board for the first image and then select the other board for the another image basically and then you could clone it like multiple number of times there's also like one feature which our users use to repeat the same posting every say every week if you want to if you have an inspirational quote you, you want to repeat on the same board say i mean if, if you want to repeat on your twitter account every like say 30 days then you could just clone it and then have an interval of 30 days. So it goes every 30 days, basically. Okay, well, you've just saved me an enormous amount of time. I spent two hours this morning, uh, actually, uh, oh, doing so, okay. re-uploading. I was re-uploading the same image three or four times to get it to, uh, you know, go into the future. And so I didn't realize there's this cloning ability. So they're, they're, I've learned something now. So thank you very much for that. <laughs> sure, yeah. I mean, maybe it wasn't, like, very obvious in the app. That's something that... Uh, I should I should probably make it more obvious in the app itself, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, just talking from one developer to another, you know, in a way that there's isn't there a never-ending um, uh, list of things to do, iterations, updates. You know, how do you just filter through all those requests and figure out what's really important? So yeah, I mean, it's it's always uh, there's always a ton of stuff to do. I mean, every time I feel like. Uh, by next month, I'm, I'm going to have certain features ready. I mean, by end of next month, I'll be like, I'll be having like almost like another hundred more tasks to be, I mean, hundred more tasks to be done. So, I mean, one thing that helped me a lot, uh, as I mentioned in the first six months, I've given a lot of importance to like customer feedback. So every time I have a decision, one thing that I think about is like, which of this feature helps the customers the most. So just, just have, I mean, asking the question yourself, but help you figure out like how to prioritize and how to go ahead basically. Sometimes it's very confusing too. I mean, even uh, we'll have like a lot of mixed signals. They're like very, there are very pro users who have like very specific requirements and there are like a lot of other users who might not have that specific requirement. So it's, it's a little tougher to actually filter out all of this. But then when I hear the same thing from 
let's say three or four users, then I mean, I definitely know that that's a priority. Yeah, this here's the crossover with uh, app developers in that, uh, first of all, what I'm learning from you is that it's very important to have customer feedback. But also what I'm getting a sense of is that it's filtering that feedback and almost putting it into different buckets so that you have the power users who give feedback, who are using it uh, the most, you know, posting the most images and, and literally using it daily. And then you have those uh, new users and the new user experience. And almost, I guess there's a conflict between those two, because on the one hand, you want to make the platform very simple to get to, to know, you know, so that the user experience um, for user onboarding uh, in the first few days of using it is 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 very easy. But also then you want the features of the power users and I guess we touched on that with the fact that that uh, particular cloning feature is hidden how do you how do you balance the conflict there so I mean uh, so so far I mean uh, the way that I've been looking at the product is to make everything simple for like the new user so I mean uh, make it like as simple as possible for the new users for like the first I mean uh, if a user starts using the product today I mean my goal is to have them start using regularly like from day one itself so, but I mean, uh, I've seen in the past that that's not probably like the best approach. It has to probably be coupled with something else. So we use uh, Intercom a lot. I mean, if you've used Intercom before, uh, Intercom is an app that helps with customer onboarding emails or even chatting with customers and a lot of other stuff. So based on uh, every action that user takes, so we record a message about what user has done. And then after user does like a particular action, we send much more complicated, much more uh, pro-user features or talk to them about like much more uh, other features basically. So I mean, a, a simple example would be the first screen, the first scheduler screen is like very uh, simple for like a newcomer to new beginner to start using it. But once we know that user has uploaded like say 10 images to our different social networks, then we start sending them about like uh, sending them emails about like how to use bulk upload feature, how to use the clone feature, and other other stuff basically. That's been that's been sort of the plan, but then it looks like we haven't been executing that really well. But yeah, I mean that's that's probably the way I would try to balance it. Yeah, and uh, I guess that you, there's only so much you can do as well without uh, you know a lot of funding and back back uh, backing from. Uh, you know, various investors. Uh, how do you cope with the uh, amount of uh, feedback or um, you know, like e- contact that you must have, given that you've got twenty thousand plus uh, people on the platform? You know, it must be overwhelming. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's been it's been very overwhelming. Yeah. We have almost uh, we don't have a twenty four by seven customer support, but then we have somebody on uh, intercom or. Uh, intercom like almost all the time and most of the time I would say but I mean uh, as I mentioned we try to make the product like very simple for like a for like a regular user not a pro user so we have most of the users use like very basic features of the product which are quite stable I would say like only when uh, only when we see a lot of pro users using the product that's when we have like a lot of uh, I mean a lot of back and forth a lot of questions going on so I would say it's still very manageable, but then as we, I mean, as we get to like maybe 100,000 users, that's when it becomes really unmanageable or maybe we have to make the product much more stable and much more streamlined. So so we reduce the number of uh, support calls or even questions and feedback from the user. Yeah. I mean, we definitely want more feedback, but 
definitely uh, lesser questions about like how to use something rather like make it much more obvious to them. So that's what my goal is. Well, I have to say that it's just wonderful to hear you talk because in all the previous episodes, the overwhelming theme, and I talk about this a lot, is solving a particular problem. And the best way of doing that is to listen to the people who are actually using your product. So as app developers listening to this, what are you doing for uh, you know your apps? And uh, I'm almost like tempted to ask as well, have you had uh, any phone calls from the uh, leaders of Pinterest uh, just phoning you up saying, hey, you know, uh, we could see that you're, um, you know, post 20,000 clients posting. Uh, are they, have they endorsed what you're doing? Um, how have you worked, worked with Pinterest on this? Uh, we haven't really uh, worked much with Pinterest on this. But then, I mean, Pinterest is definitely uh, a big promoter of uh, having rich content and really, I mean, really good content. So, I mean, I mean, one thing we try to do is uh, we try to filter out all the users who, uh, who are probably spammers. I mean, if you've uh, used a product, you would have seen that uh, when you try to connect your Pinterest account, we first ask for, uh, we first ask for uh, approval. So what we try to do is we look at users' Facebook, Twitter, and other information, try to see if they're a spammer or a marketer, or if they're a regular user, like a, I mean, regular, like a simple user, then we grant approvals based on that. That's actually helping us keep the quality of the content really good. And we also have a lot of other features where we suggest good quality content to the user, like from our top blogs or top publishers and stuff. So that's, I mean, that's helping a lot with, uh, I mean, pushing a lot of quality content, which Pinterest uh, definitely respects a lot. So yeah, so far we haven't been having any, uh, we haven't had any, Issue with issue from Pinterest because we have we have been like promoting good content on there. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it seems to make a lot of sense. You know, I did I do remember that manual approval process, and actually, Apple have the the exact same thing. They have a manual approval process for every single app that goes onto the App Store, and as you know, millions of those. So exactly, it yeah. just shows that 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 there does need to, need to be some kind of I guess human decision making on. Uh, doing a bit of research first to, to make sure that the people coming onto your platform are legitimate and, and not uh, and spam. And I uh, also wonder, you know, what, what is spam? In some some people, you know, spam is more than one message a day. <laughs> some, you know, it, it's uh, also like just a gray area, isn't it? So um, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's, well, there's one last thing, and I, I guess we haven't chatted about this, but I, I do like to ask um, if you are a smartphone user if you this is the app guy podcast we love talking about apps uh, do you uh, have a smartphone and uh, do you have one or two apps that you would be able to recommend to us uh sure yeah we i mean i use uh, i mean i'm a smartphone user so uh, since i'm i mean i use pretty much for my business so the app that i recommend a lot is uh, first thing is intercom as i mentioned before it's it's really great to look at uh, look at your customer profiles and see what actions they're taking in your app so Intercom has been really helpful. Uh, I have like more than two apps to recommend. I would say like there is another app called uh, uh, Mixpanel. So Mixpanel is also another app that we use to track various events that is happening in in the app. And we, I mean, it's it, it has like a mobile SDK too. So if you're a mobile app developer, you should definitely have Mixpanel installed and even Intercom installed. Intercom is also mobile mobile friendly. So these are two apps that I use for my business. And then there's another app for creating really good visual content. It's called The Studio, which I recently started using. 
So it's been really great for creating. It's it's a place where you have a if you have a really nice visual template, you can share it with other users. You could remix it and start creating your own template from other users' template. So it's I mean it's not something that I actively use, but then it's it's a really great uh, app for my users. I would say. Great. Okay. Well, uh, links to those will be on. Uh, the show notes for you. So just go to theappguy.co. It's episode 208. Uh, just search for that and you'll see uh, links to that. And also also a report you can download with some of my guests' favorite apps. I have to say then the intercom you keep talking about, I, I believe that, I think I know what that is. So when I go to your website on the right-hand side, there's a, a screen that uh, I can then have an almost an immediate chat with uh, your sure, team. Yeah. That, that's intercom, is it? Exactly. I mean, that's that's just that's pro- that's probably just one uh, one of the purposes of Intercom. But then mainly it's about figuring out like who your customers are. It has like a full customer profile, links to their uh, social accounts. You can see what your customer is, where they're logging in from, and that's like the customer management part of it. And then, as I mentioned, we I mean, you could even send events on customer actions in Intercom. Say I can, as soon as you add a profile on, like, say, Viral Tag, I could send you a message saying, uh, I mean, congrats, you added a profile. Here is a video to start uploading a, uploading a post to Pinterest or Twitter. So you could send, like, timed, timely messages to your users based on what actions they're taking. And it's all in-app messaging, so your users don't have to go to email to uh, check your messages or do anything of that sort, yeah. Oh, right. Okay. And just want to confirm then when, uh, well, I mean, I'm talking about the desktop version of Viral Tag and you're using Intercom on the desktop, but uh, the Intercom also has an, an app that, uh, what did the messages go through to the app? Exactly. So if, if, I'm, uh, if I want to talk to my users, then I could actually, I mean, I could directly use my app to send messages to users, basically. So when you raise all this money then, Sidia, because clearly you're on to a, a winner here with uh, Viral Tag and... Uh, uh, any plans to build an app for viral uh, yeah, tag? Sure, definitely. So, I mean, so far money and resources have been the only constraint. So my goal is definitely to build a mobile, I mean, uh, like an iPhone and an Android app as soon as we have more resources on board. Yes. Yeah. And uh, also, uh, you know, another, oh God, another wish list. I'm sorry about this, but uh, is uh, uh, adding Instagram. And uh, I know that Instagram doesn't allow you to uh, post from the web, but what I've seen other platforms do is that you can upload the images and then it g- gets sent as a push notification to an app on your phone and then you open it up in Instagram and post. So it's like a scheduled post uh, to, through to the app. But not totally automated, right? Yeah. It's not, no, there's the, the final thing where you then uh, have to swipe the uh, push notification and then ask it to upload, uh, open in uh, Instagram and sure. uh, sure. then then it uh, does post there so obviously it's like a bit of a reminder but there's still that manual process and uh, i guess that instagram prefer it that way because everything is uh through the uh, mobile yeah exactly mm-hmm. so dear it's been wonderful chatting with you so thank you so much for coming on my show my friend how um how best can we i guess the best way of getting you is uh through uh, the website viral tag yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, if uh, you have any questions or if your readers have any questions, they can directly contact me too. Yeah. So my email address is uh, sudhir at viraltag.com. So I'm always ready to uh, <clears throat> give any specific advice for uh, how to how to promote your images on Pinterest, Twitter, and Facebook, basically. 
Wonderful. Well, thank you very much for coming on. Thank you so much for building literally an, um, the most awesome uh, dashboard for posting on Pinterest in a scheduled way. And uh, how ironic that I found out by one of your uh, clients uh, who's running a, a website called uh, Shabby Creek Cottage. Shabby Creek Cottage, her name's uh, Gina Luca, and she was like okay. a big fan of Viral Tag. And she, she did word of mouth to me and look at the power of word of mouth. And so... You know, to everyone listening, word of mouth is really a great way of, uh, you know, marketing. Uh, all you need to do is have an awesome uh, idea and an awesome product. And uh, then word of mouth goes uh, goes very well for you. Thank you so much for coming on the App Guy podcast. Sure. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. It's been it's been a pleasure talking to you.